of his people and ultimately I believe God is using all of this though it seemed disjointed and we wonder what God is up to I believe God is ultimately using it to ignite a flame of apostolic revival in the earth today Amen. I don't believe that the church of the living God is going to go down in smoke or flames. I don't believe that the church of the living God is going to diminish or or decrease. I don't believe that the body of Christ is just going to barely get by and limp its way through pearly gates. I believe when the trumpet sounds, I understand there, there will be a falling away of the saints. I understand what Scripture says, but I also understand what the other part of Scripture says. I believe there will be a revival just before the Lord comes back. I, I, will, I believe there will be miracles in the evening hour. I, I believe sons and daughters are going to come back through the doors. I believe that sinners that said they'd never have anything to do with this one God, apostolic Jesus name message, they're going to bow on their knees and they're going to repent of their sins. They'll be baptized in Jesus. They will be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. As, as I address the church tonight, it's Wednesday evening. I assume I'm most likely probably preaching to the cream of the crop. I, I do want to remind us that we are racing the rapture of the church. And therefore, there are some things that we must remind ourselves and call to the forefront of our memories. We, we can no longer dwell within the confines of, of normalcy and tradition. When we consider the urgency of, of this hour, uh, we cannot just become satisfied with the status quo. Uh, we, we can't be fulfilled by the ordinary anymore. We, we cannot be content with God, what God has done yesterday and in times gone by. Thank God for everything that has brought us uh, to where we are. But ladies and gentlemen, we are living uh, in a moment that requires uh, us to have an experience of enlargement. We need our spiritual horizons to be expanded. We need our borders to go beyond where they have lain. We need our spiritual intake to increase. We need more, we need more than we had yesterday. We need more than we had last Wednesday night. We need more this week than we had last week. We need an enlargement. I say in so many areas of our spiritual lives, we need an enlargement. Now, let, let, me, let me get to my text tonight because here is where we find so, so much direction for this moment in which we find ourselves. We know, we know much about Noah's life and we know much about Noah's obedient action unto the Lord. Uh, but the only, the only recorded words of Noah in Scripture are found in the ninth chapter of the book of Genesis where we read our text this evening. Noah is speaking prophetically concerning the future of his three sons, Ham, Shem, and Japheth and all of their descendants. And as he begins to address them, we, we again find th these are his only recorded words 
in, in, the, in the word of God. Upon Canaan, the son of Ham, Noah prophesies enslavement and that his descendants would become the lowest of servants. The Canaanites listed in the 10th chapter of the book of Genesis were the very ones Israel conquered and whose land they eventually inhabited as promised to them by God. Then Noah turns and Noah blessed the Lord God of Shem, giving glory unto God for what Shem would or what God would accomplish through Shem's descendants. Abraham, the father of the faithful and the founder of the Hebrew nation, would be born a descendant of Shem. Therefore, when Noah was speaking of Shem's descendants, he was, in fact, speaking of the Jewish people. Through them, through Shem's descendants, God revealed himself as both Jehovah in the Old Testament and Jesus in the New Testament, born in Bethlehem of the tribe of Judah. So it's Wednesday night. Let's just have a little Wednesday night Bible study real fast. Then we'll, I'm an evangelist, so I'll get back to screaming and hollering in just a minute. So Ham's descendants become the enslaved Canaanites. Shem's descendants become the Israelite Jews. And thirdly, Japheth's descendants become what Scripture calls Gentiles. Therefore, in verse 27 of Genesis chapter 9, when Noah turned his attention to Japheth and began to speak of his descendants, Noah said these words, God shall enlarge Japheth. Now, Ham's descendants built large civilizations in the east. Shem's descendants settled in the land of Canaan and and the surrounding territories. But ladies and gentlemen, it was the descendants of Japheth who spread out much further than their relatives. It was the descendants of Japheth who uh, reached around the known world to what we know now as Asia Minor and Europe. The descendants of Japheth were the ones who would multiply These were the ones who would move into new territories. They would conquer new places. They they were the aggressive possessors of new places and new territories. They were the ones who were... They were not at all un, they were not at all satisfied with the status quo. Therefore they did indeed enlarge just as Noah foretold. However, while the descendants of Japheth were uh, successful in their conquests, and, and their adventures, if you will, when it came to spiritual things, they had to depend upon the descendants of Shem. Shem's descendants, the Jews. 
They were the servants of God. They were the chosen people of God. Therefore, the descendants of Japheth, the Gentiles, could find God only in the tents of Shem. So now we can better understand why God chose Israel to be a light to the Gentiles. Because Jesus himself said in John chapter 4, salvation is of the Jews. And if the Gentiles are to find God, they'll find him through the Jews. They'll find him in the tents of Shem. Therefore, when Jesus came to earth, Simeon in the temple recognized him as the glory of Israel, but also as a light to the Gentiles. Beginning in the book of Acts, the New Testament church, uh, apostles, they carried that light, that gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, They carried that light to the uttermost parts uh, of the earth. Uh, And we can see the descendants of all three uh, of Noah's sons represented in the book of Acts. Uh, the, uh, The Ethiopian eunuch is believed by many to be a descendant of Ham. The apostle Paul was a descendant of Shem, a Jew. And Cornelius, for one, was a descendant of Japheth, a Gentile. Therefore, for uh, three, uh, for, for many centuries, in fact, these three lineages had been separated. Yet in the New Testament, following the day uh, of Pentecost, they were all brought together under one covenant, uh, a covenant of grace uh, and a covenant of mercy. And so you say, all right, Brother Hart, how, how does this apply to us? Uh, um, here's, here's how I will apply this to us this evening. This world in which we live, they are enslaved. Yet we are the people of God. We are his church in the earth today. And may I remind us, we have been given the revelation of the name above every other name. We have been given the only saving message of Jesus Christ. We have the way, the truth, and the life. We have been endued with his spirit. We have got the message that this world needs to hear. Can I just pause right here? We don't need to go looking for something else. We don't need to go searching for another way or another gospel. We have the only way of salvation. You must repent. You must be baptized in Jesus' name. You must be filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. We must come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing. And Christ said, then I will receive you. We have this glorious truth. We have this wonderful message. And I could preach a long while tonight about the precious nature of this truth that we love so dear. But what I have come to deliver to this congregation tonight is not so much to emphasize the precious nature of this one God message, but I've come to admonish CAC tonight. We cannot be satisfied in our own salvation and we cannot just be contented with our own spiritual experience and never look beyond the borders of our own dwelling. 
We need an enlargement of kingdom harvest. I don't know how long I'm going to preach tonight, but I feel my help coming about right now. We need an enlargement of kingdom harvest. Ladies and gentlemen, we cannot keep this light of truth to ourselves. Thank God for everything you know. Thank God for every Bible verse you can quote. Thank God for every revelation God in his grace and mercy has granted unto your understanding but we cannot keep this to ourselves God didn't save you for you thank God for your salvation experience but he didn't save you just so that you could suck air out of the church on Wednesday night and Sunday morning Amen. he didn't just save you to take up a place on the roll but he saved you for the the purpose uh, that you might carry the gospel message uh, to everyone uh, who has not heard. That that is the enlargement that we need in this day. Uh, the kingdom is depending uh, upon you and I. God, God has been dealing with me even on a personal level. I'll be honest with you. Uh, he's been dealing with me on a personal level. Uh, there, there's more that I can do uh, to enlarge his kingdom. Uh, there's more that I can give. Uh, there's more that I, that I can sacrifice uh, to see uh, the enlargement of kingdom harvest that God is endeavoring to bring to pass in this day. We are, we are book of Acts, Pentecostals. We are apostolics. We model ourselves after the book of Acts. So may I say on this Wednesday night that the book of Acts revival was a revival of enlargement. It was a revival built upon the admonishment of Christ to go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And although it may have started small, I submit to you, ladies and gentlemen, it did not stay small. The church grew from 120 to over 3,000 on the very day of the church's birth. Yet when that day was come and gone, Acts 2 and verse 47 said, the Lord added to the church daily. He added to the church daily such as should be saved. I've come to preach tonight. I believe that is still the perfect will of God. In fact, I believe that is the desire of God for each and every one of us. God desires that the church be added to. God, in, God intends that the church be enlarged. God intends not, not just once a year, not just when one of the good evangelists comes through, but every day, every week, I believe it is the intention of God that his church be enlarged. For the Old Testament prophet Haggai said the glory of the latter house shall be greater than of the former. We need, hear me ladies and gentlemen, we need the spirit of Japheth. 
it, it is really easy for us to settle into uh, our religious traditions. It's really easy for us uh, to get comfortable in our Christianity. But what I have felt the Lord stirring me about the church in this hour, the church needs a restoration. A church, the church needs a revival of the spirit of Japheth that says we're not satisfied with what we have. We're not satisfied with where we have been. We're not satisfied and contented with what God has done up to this point. The spirit of Japheth says, let's enlarge. The spirit of Japheth says, let's go to new places. I know it's Wednesday night, but I wish I had a preaching church. Amen. The spirit of Japheth says, let's take new territory. Let's claim more souls. Let's take dominion in those places that the adversary said we could never win. The spirit of Japheth is not satisfied with smallness. The spirit of Japheth does not play in to the game of entitlement. The the spirit of Japheth is not fulfilled by littleness. The spirit of Japheth is driven by passion and expectancy. The spirit of Japheth says, let's get more. Let's reach more souls. Let's gather more influence. Let's preach in another place. Let's teach another Bible study. Let's let's push back darkness in this area. Amen, I would that I could preach this into somebody's spirit. Amen, we need the spirit of Japheth. Amen, I'm not preaching to the ministry team. I'm not preaching to the elder. I'm preaching to every single one of us from the oldest to the youngest. We need a restoration of the spirit of Japheth that says let's enlarge. Let's do more. Let's go beyond. It is then and only then that we will see unprecedented moves of God's spirit. It is only then when we will see the revival that we have prayed for. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't want to be guilty of praying for something that I'm not willing to pursue after. We can be guilty of praying for things, but when God sets it before us, are we willing to move out of our comfort zone? Are we willing to step outside of the ordinary and say, God, I'm not just going to sit here and pray for it. I'm going to pursue after it because there's something in me that is not satisfied with the status quo. or the I need an enlargement. I need to go further. I need to do more requires us it requires us to step outside of those things that we are most comfortable with that goes that goes against every aspect of our human nature that hunger for more of God and that 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 willingness to take a a step sometimes a leap 
of faith. That requires us to go against the very temptation of our own flesh. But ladies and gentlemen, is that not what faith is at its very core? Faith is pursuing after the things of God, even when we don't feel like it, even when we don't see like see a result as something that is attainable. Faith drives us out of our comfort zone. It drives us out of the familiar place. And faith causes us to pursue after all that God has intended to do if we will go after it. It's the spirit of Japheth that takes us to new territories. We'll say it one more time and I'm going to hurry to my close and then we're going to pray. But the church cannot sacrifice the spirit of Japheth. We are God's chosen people. God has blessed us and given us favor and, and, and filled us with his spirit and thank God for it. Amen. If, if the world's going to find truth, they're going to find it right here. If the world's going to find salvation, they're going to find it right here. If they're going to hear about a one God Jesus name message, it's going to be right here through you and through me. But you hear me. We can't just wait for the world to come here. Thank God for this facility. Thank God for this property. What a beautiful place. Remember, we cannot just, just wait for the world to walk through those glass doors and find their way to a padded chair on one or two times a week. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got to get the spirit of Japheth in us that says they may not come. Thank God for the ones that do come to us. Amen. But for those that don't come to us, we're going to them. If it's, if it's on a while at Walmart, so be it. If it's on the job, so be it. If it's in a school hallway, so be it. Amen. If it's out on the sidewalk, so be it. But oh, that the church could really go pursuing after the enlargement and the revival that God has destined for us to see. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to let that spirit revive something in us. It's time for a drive to well up in us. Would you lift your voice to the Lord right now? Come on, I want everybody in this building, would you lift your voice? God, let the spirit of Japheth get in me. Let that hunger, let that drive for enlargement be born in my spirit. God, let that be something I get passionate about. Come on, there's people in this room right now. Oh, God, help us. There's people in this room right now that you've been wondering what your potential is and what your calling is. There's some of you been wondering what your purpose in the kingdom is. God sent a preacher from Oklahoma tonight to let you know your purpose in the kingdom is to do everything you possibly can to see an enlargement in his kingdom. Your purpose, it may or may not be behind a pulpit. It may or may not be in a microphone. It may or may not be on this platform or behind a, 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 a book in a Sunday school class. I just feel like the good vast majority of us, your kingdom potential lies in the reaching of souls here and there and everywhere you go.
Could it be that your kingdom potential awaits you on the backside of a Bible study chart? Could it be that your kingdom potential awaits you in some homeless shelter serving soup? Could it be that your kingdom potential awaits you doing doing something in the community that you think isn't making any difference at all? Ladies and gentlemen, I'll tell you what it's doing. It's enlarging our influence. It's enlarging our borders. It's enlarging our coast. Come on. You were made for more than just sitting on a pew. There is a purpose and there is something that God can do through your life. It's the spirit of Japheth that says let's enlarge. I want you to listen very closely. Because in this story is a powerful concept. In the early 1400s before Christopher Columbus sailed the ocean blue in 1492 from Spain. China was unarguably the most powerful nation on earth, standing at the forefront of everything, industry, education, engineering, medicine, mathematics, transportation, trade, warfare, and certainly at the forefront of exploration having the largest and most powerful naval fleet ever built. Many historians believe that China should have colonized America. Under the command of Chinese emperor, Chinese naval commander Xing He is believed by many to be the first to sail around the world and map his way through the western world. The emperor of China was, of course, overjoyed at this unprecedented victory, which put China once again at the forefront of progress. However, that emperor, now aged and frail, died soon after the commander had returned to China. And the emperor's son, who then took the throne, did not share in his father's vision of exploration and expansion. In fact, this new emperor thought that exploring the far reaches of the world was a waste of China's wealth and resources. Therefore, his very first action as the new emperor was to completely retire China's fleet of ships. Every one of them, they're the largest in the world, but take them out of the water. And immediately he ordered that all construction on new vessels cease immediately. And that new emperor saw to it that China never sailed west again. And by the year 1551, it was a crime. Listen to this. It was a crime for any Chinaman to go to sea in a multi-masted ship of any kind for any reason. In so many words, ladies and gentlemen, China turned completely inward. And because one generation 
forsook the mission begun by another. China did not possess what they failed to pursue. But here's my point. In these last days in which we are living, the temptation of the church is to become so self-centered and so inward focused that we fail to pursue after all that God has promised us. But not only that, we fail to pursue after all that God has empowered us to possess. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you in the Holy Ghost, there are things that God has empowered you to possess, but you've got to get out of your comfort zone and get that 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 spirit of Japheth that says, I'm not just going to become self-absorbed and self-focused. I've got to pursue after all that God has made it possible for me to possess. Ladies and gentlemen, we cannot be satisfied with what we have. We cannot be contented with what we have been blessed with. We must enlarge. We need an enlargement. We need to buy in to the, to the vision of our forefathers. Thank God for all that they have done. Thank God for where we, we were and where we have come from. Thank God for where we are today. But ladies and gentlemen, this urgent hour is calling us up from our complacency and it's calling us to our feet. It's time to go forward. It's time to enlarge. It's time to take whatever time we have left and we've got to take new places. We've got to take new territory. We've got to pray until walls come down. We've got to reach for souls until there are none left to save. We have got to do everything we can to see an enlargement. Matthew chapter 13 records Jesus' parable of the mustard seed. It is, of course, the least of all seeds. Yet Jesus said in Matthew 13 and verse 32, when it is grown, it is the greatest among herbs and becometh a tree so that the birds of the air come and lodge in the branches thereof. Ladies and gentlemen, I believe that is God's desire for His church. Not that it wither away. Not that it be chopped down by this or that. Not that it become stunted in its growth. God desires that we, the church of the living God, grow to a place of strength and presence where people can come in among the branches and they can find what their soul is searching for. People can get in the midst of a Sunday service or a Wednesday night Bible study or a life group. Somebody can pass you in the aisle at Walmart. They just get among the branches and they feel something that in their soul they may not understand it but it's the very 
everything they've been searching for because there's a strength that comes through the branches for the church to enlarge. Every branch, every member must enlarge. There must be an enlargement of our faith. As as the world gets darker and our society gets more crazy, we're going to need more faith. We need an enlargement of our consecration. We need an enlargement of our consecration. I don't have the time tonight, but there's not been a great revival without great repentance. We can't depend upon some some prayer in the past, some moment of consecration way back when. If we're going to see all that God has desired and destined for us to see, it's going to take an enlargement of consecration. It could be that God requires an enlargement of sacrifice. It could be that God is going to ask some of us to give more than we've given. Now, I know the enemy, I'm off my notes now, and and, and God's getting ready to move in in a powerful way. But the enemy of our soul will get in our ear and and tell us, well, you've given quite a bit. You've done you've done this and you've done that and you've you've given this much of your time and you've given that much of your finances and you've 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 checked all the boxes and you've done more than your share but are we simply trying to check boxes or are we trying to see an enlargement in the kingdom Ladies and gentlemen, I, I'm closing, but what I, what I feel so compelled to communicate under the unction of the Holy Ghost to this congregation, I'm not beating you up. Please don't misunderstand my spirit. Surely I've been here enough by now that you know me, and I, I, I simply want to help, help this great church to, to see the revival that God has promised you. But if we will move forward, it will be because we are willing to do whatever it takes and to pay whatever price to see the enlargement take place I, I could go on down I could go on down the list tonight I could talk about an enlargement of expectation I, I could go I could go into the enlargement of authority but I, I just feel I just feel a stop in the spirit none of that will ever be possible without an enlargement of consecration and sacrifice Those are the two things. Those are, dare I say, the two areas on which every other measure of growth will hinge. An enlargement of consecration, repentance, and an enlargement of sacrifice. Hands lifted all over this room right now. From the oldest to the youngest, I'm not, I'm not preaching to a specific demographic tonight. I'm preaching to everybody in this building. There is something for all of us to do. And the Spirit of God is speaking in this room right now. I'm not at all nervous by your silence. I understand that the Spirit is speaking to some of you right now. I want you to begin to lift your voice.
I want you to begin to lift your voice. We're going to turn this into a prayer meeting. It's 8.08. We're going to turn this house into a prayer meeting. I've been here on Monday nights. I know this church knows how to pray, and you know how to respond to the voice and the spirit of the Lord. But I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, there is an enlargement coming to CAC. Your pastor mentioned it Sunday. I added my voice to it, not knowing what either of us were feeling. There is a, there is a revival. There is a tremendous, unprecedented revival that God has placed before this church. There is an enlargement that God has set before you. And I'm simply preaching to people in this room right now. It's time to let the spirit of Japheth be born in you. It's time to let that drive pull you to a place where you're willing to pay whatever it takes. You're you're willing to give whatever you have to give. You're willing to consecrate whatever you have to. But God, I want to see the enlargement. I want to see the enlargement. I want to see that revival take place that only you can send by way of our pursuit after all you have promised. Come on, would you lift your voice in this room right now? Would you lift your voice in this room right now? I'm done. I'm done. But I would to God that someone would open your spirit to the Lord right now and say, God, I want an enlargement. I want to see kingdom expansion more than I want anything. God, I want to see this gospel propagated. I want to see this city saved. I want to see our families saved. I want to see our sons and daughters restored. Let it begin in me tonight, oh God. Let it begin in me. God, I consecrate myself to you again. Fresh and new. I humble myself and I give myself to the work of your kingdom. Come on, I'm reaching for somebody right now. When's the last time you prayed? God, if you can use anything, would you use me? Come on, I I feel that right there for somebody in this room. When's the last time you really just crucified your flesh? When's the last time you let let your will go to the side and you said, God, not my will, but thy will be done? When's the last time you threw up your spiritual hands and said, I surrender it all to you, God? I'm not living for myself. I'm living for you. Let my life be a testimony. Let my life be a branch that is ever reaching and ever growing. Come on, that's it. Would you reach for it right here, ladies and gentlemen? That's it. Would you reach for it? Come on. Come on, the spirit of Japheth is trying to be born in some of you right now. The spirit of Japheth is compelling some of you to a place of fresh consecration. The spirit of Japheth is going to compel some of you right now to reprioritize some things for the sake of the kingdom and for the furtherance of the gospel.
Come on, CAC, let's go. Come on, CAC, let's enlarge. Come on, thank God for what he's done up to this point, but let's go further. Thank God for every measure of blessing. Thank God for every revival. But let's go further. Let's take a new territory. Let's go to a new place. Come on, let's press our way into new borders. Let's go into new places. Come on, this altar's open if you want to pray at your seat, if you want to stand, if you want to walk, if you want to come and kneel at this altar, please do so. But could we find ourselves humbled before the feet of Jesus? God, what is it? What is it that I can do, oh God, to turn away from my own desires? And see the kingdom of God come to pass. Holy Spirit, lead us to your heart, oh Jesus. You're the one we're living for. Let your own desires take second seat. It's all about 
hot. It's all about your kingdom. Oh, it's not about. It's all about your kingdom. We need an enlarged. I decree.